This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. I am Stanford Chidge, and uh, it's uh, it's been a weird old week. We did a preview show on a Monday, and now we're doing a preview show on a Thursday. I tell you, I'm confused. I tell you, I am confused by it all. But uh, here we are, nevertheless, uh, because uh, we got Aston Villa in the FA Cup tomorrow night. So we're here on a Thursday, not a Friday. And uh, I can welcome, as ever, the uh, wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Oh, lovely to be on the show. Lovely to be called wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Slightly more buoyant after, uh, um, how can I put it, um, a, a, a slightly, looking back on it, obvious victory against uh, a woeful Middlesbrough. But uh, nonetheless, um, the doubts dispelled and uh, um, striding on into uh, a fourth round tie against the Villa, the villains as they used to be I called. Thought, I yeah. thought we gave Middlesbrough a, an old-fashioned uh, uh, adage. I thought we gave them a right seeing to. Yes, they were well-thumped, weren't they? They were. They were well-rogered, yeah. mate. A modern phrase is, um, we gave them their asses on a plate. Yep, yep, I like that as well. Uh, and uh, the mystery guest has revealed himself. He's exposed himself already, JK. Who is it? I can't say actually because it's not fair. It's not fair on the <laughs> listeners. I think they, I think they have to guess. Having a little soundbite, it's almost like playing a soundbite and saying, "Who is this? Who is our mystery guest?" Everybody, can can you guess our mystery guest and see if anybody on uh, Mixler has? Uh, and even with the chuckle, who is this chuckling? You must know this chuckler by now. Uh, it is, of course, the the Reverend Tony Glover. Everybody. Good evening, and it's lovely, 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 and unusual and confusing to be here on a Thursday. I'm just going to have a fight with my cat, who's decided that possibly this is the best place to be, simply because there's a freaking keyboard. He seems to be 
absolutely addicted to them. Love Does it. he ever write anything, though, Tony? Do you find that he's written secret messages? He, writes, he, he writes Tony's observations after the match, mate. He does. Oh, yeah. He does. That's, that's exactly what he does. He sort of looks at me like a kind of uh, an evil villain's cat does and says, I have some ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Tony, as always, it's delightful to see you, mate. It really is. Um, right. Uh, yeah, before, we, be before we get into the, the doings of the show, um, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live. Live! There we go. Live. Uh, proof of life. JK and I are just still just about alive. Every Monday and Friday, apart from when it's not on a Monday and Friday, like tonight. Uh, 7.30-ish, <laughs> apart from when it's not 7.30, when it's like 8, like it is tonight. It's like soap. <laughs> Confused you will be. Anyway, the thing is, when, oh, when you yeah. when you know that we're on air, you just go to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, uh, and it's chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And, of course, you can join in the chat room, post on the live chat page. Tony's in there. He's, he's, he's double ta- multitasking tonight. Uh, Tony is very impressive. Uh, loads of lovely people in there, as always, uh, to name a few. Greg Gardner. Uh, Tony, as I said, Paul Crowder, Nathan. I think I saw Daryl in there as well. So good, but and oh, Mark Meehan's in there as well. There you go. Mark's often in there actually. So there we go. Um, so yeah, it's all good fun. And uh, don't forget, you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast, and listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And make sure you leave us a a fizzing uh, five star review. And uh, if you want to do a little bit more to help the show then you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron. And uh, what that does is, it, well, what it entails is you bung us a few quid every month because you love us. It's that simple. Um, if you don't, I still love you. Mm. Isn't that a great deal? It's a win-win for you. I love you either way. Uh, but you can show your love for us by bung us a few Ooh, quid every month you. on Patreon. And uh, if you want to do that, it's Patreon. <laughs> it's Patreon. I can still hear you, Tony, if that's a help. I don't know if you can hear us. We'll figure that out in a minute. Anyway. Uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do that, you will get a Kerry Dixon banner if you want one. And you can join our Discord group if you let me know and I'll send you the link. And that is basically like Mixler 24-7. So there we go. Uh, right, we're going to kick off in a minute with the uh, Chelsea versus Middlesbrough review from Tuesday night. And also find out if Tony has been abducted by aliens because he seems to have disappeared at the moment. Shall I just text him, JK, do you think? Has he fallen under the desk? No, he's, he's, his screen's frozen, so he might have a bit of a, an internet issue. Oh, he got an internet <clears> issue. So I will, I will... He may try and log on if he's got any sense, but I'm going to text him quickly. So give me one sec. Excuse me, people. Oh, yeah, it's frozen. I thought that was his natural look. Well, I know. It's, it was hard to tell, wasn't it? He looks, he looks pensive. It's still hard to tell looking at it. I thought he just, you know, he was just not moving much. Oh, there we go. Oh, he's, he's figured it out. Is he back? There He's we go. Back. Yeah, there we go. Hooray! My interweb decided to go a bit mental. Yeah, I figured that. I was about to text you, but anyway, we're back. So, anyway, yeah, the Middlesbrough game. Um, well, it was great fun, wasn't it? I mean, before we get into all that, it's nice to be in the cock, as always, seeing some decent people. Tracy and Mars and the lovely little gang of people they have in there. I saw uh, Phil Spector and Benny from uh, the Sports Trust. And uh, also a bloke called Ivor uh, approached me, JK. Ivor is, yeah. I believe, is of your kind of vintage, old school. Very, uh, he was very eager to tell me he was old school, and he's from Australia. I don't know yeah. if it's that old school, but anyway, you know, certainly sixties and seventies. I would have thought he he came all the way uh, over from Australia with his sons because uh, they basically, sadly, uh, going to his mum's funeral this week, 
Um, oh. But he was very eager to come and say hello. He's good mates with the Eastern Blues. But what he was very eager to tell me was that he loves the show, been listening for a long time, uh, and he often listens to it whilst catching snakes in Australia. Which oh, had... yeah, yeah, they do that in Australia, don't they, snake catching? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was lots of mental, but lovely bloke. And he was also very quick to say how much he loved you and thought your fan bites was fantastic. So oh, I promised him I would tell you when I saw you next, and this is the next that, time I've seen that, you. That's Isn't probably that one of the reasons I shall never visit Australia. Because there are too many poisonous things trying to kill you out there. Spiders. Oh, massive spiders as well. Alligators. God only knows what. Pterodactyls. Christ only knows what they've got out there. It is frightening. No. But uh, Ivor and his sons, his sons were huge. They were units. So uh, it's not done them any harm. But Ivor, mate, if you're listening tonight, it was really lovely to meet you. Thanks for coming and saying hello. Hopefully I'll see you in the cock tomorrow night. Uh, right, so, JK. Very quickly, very quickly, Chich. It was interesting to see that this fan bite only got... Um, uh, a, a quarter of the the viewers, and I wonder if whether because we won, yeah. And the fact it's it, the people are attracted to hearing me complain about the team rather than my yeah. saying, you know, um, we scored six goals. Here's a description. Yeah, it's interesting. Welcome Good to me. the social. Yeah, welcome to the social media phenomenon of uh, you know extremes sell. I mean, why do you think Arsenal fan TV made so much money and success? Yes. So I think actually from now on you should do really positive fan bites. Uh, even if we've been absolutely shit, just to and prove then make us rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be funny, you know. You know me; I'm such a pervert in a way. I'll, I'll do anything that's well. Contrarian would probably be a polite a word. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I am a pervert as well, if the truth were to be told. But and I think in this, oh dear, I think I might have killed Tony. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I am a contrarian. When people said, "Can you do the shows half an hour?" I immediately went to two hours. I mean, this is how we roll. So you know, it would be fitting, J.K. Yes. You're not convinced, I can tell. <laughs> I don't bloody you blame you, mate. I don't How did you get that from my yes? Because yes. I, know, I know you very well, mate. Now, listen, listen, let's talk about the game. Um, I thought the, the big difference, obviously, clinical finishing, um, it, it was our biggest, I think it, it is the biggest ever semi-final win. And I think, uh, I think a well done to Poch and the boys is great. But what I really liked was the fact I think we had five, uh, some, one stage we had something like five shots or four shots on, three shots on target and four goals. So we're beginning to do things that other teams do to us, which I quite enjoyed actually. <laughs> but the finishing, the finishing was absolutely superb, apart from Brozier's scuffed effort, which was actually an own goal. But goal, yeah. yeah, they were all. I mean, Palmer's two finishes were exquisite. Dizazi, Dizazi's goal, proper old yeah. school goal. I loved yeah, it. Goal. But it's interesting, wasn't it? If you look at Palmer, particularly Palmer's second goal, which was just brilliantly taken. But uh, uh, Trug's kind of Viali style. You just thought, it, it, "There's the ball. Uh, I've hit it really, really sweetly back, back in in the corner yeah. for the angle. Absolutely, back to it, back to it in. Um, it was so back, cool. It was almost like it deflected off his foot. Yeah, but that you, that's the, that's because he's a he's a top player. You know, you you you've got to you've got to take your oh, I've taken my headphones off. You've got to <laughs> you've got to hand it to him. He's yeah. uh, it, it, funny enough. He, he had a quiet beginning. Whenever he plays right wing, um, I always feel he's not as involved. And then he he tweaked it a bit. I think he came inside. And whenever he's he's playing in that kind of almost inside right role to to use a very old expression, but he. He seems to influence the game much more, and then as the game goes on, just uh, you you know you you begin to see his his um, well not begin to see you just see his lovely passes. I mean, he set the second goal up, didn't he, with a lovely pass? Um, uh, was it the second? He, he was involved in the Desassi goal by because um, uh, Desassi gave the ball to him, and then he gave a lovely pass to Sterling. And in fact, the 
the the um the second goal the fernandez goal was a was a, a brilliant sterling flick and then a very good broya flick as well first mm. time so once again bizarrely it's this, Actually, this I, don't, a, I don't i don't think it was a broya flick i think it was a broya attempt to shoot which he mishit a really oh, good yes. i'm giving him that it looked great yes. though but i was going to say uh, it was interesting it, give, it it tells you what it's all about with this first time stuff first time stuff and the opposition yeah. can't deal with it you know and it makes you realize that we do take so many bloody touches i thought sterling other than the odd running into the odd player actually uh contributed a lot yeah. last night three and, assists um, three assists but, but having said that though it ought to be the case because we're playing we're playing a substandard side shite, you know, mate. We're, shite. we're playing borough with injuries yeah they were they were poor gets be poor they were poor, very poor. very poor yeah yeah well, they were but, you know um so it's not to be sniffed at the six. It was great. And you, you almost feel you can see the confidence flooding through the, the, the yeah. Chelsea side as well when they yeah. start scoring. I mean, I, I, I despair what would have happened if he made a good, very good save for Petrovic when it was 1-1, having done nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very good save indeed. And then I think they had nothing else to do other than, than pick the ball out of the net later on, which was a, a very peculiar goal. Which, interestingly, if I talk about the goal briefly before we get on other things, it was down to Connor doing a dreadful pass in the final third. It just shows you the the how football has evolved. Well, and, the and they let him let them walk through. Well, I mean, the Rogers goal was a good goal. He he he, yeah. he had one place to put it, and he nailed and it. And he picked it up from yeah. behind because he was behind Desasi, who was who was shadowing him. But the actual ball given away by it was a kind of stab pass, really. Um, just not thinking it through, Connor and Pochettino went absolutely mad. Below me went jumped up and down and, sh- and shook his hands at him because he gave the ball away. We were all attacking. And within seconds, even, even Borough managed to get the ball down the, e- down the end. Very well, it's just a pass to that bloke. That bloke takes on Desazi, um, hits it wide and plants it into the corner. And then now there all people are saying that Petrovic should have been there. But to be fair to him, I think he didn't think he was going to shoot. It was I mean, a good no, goal. It was a very goal. good goal. Yeah. Very good goal indeed. And, and Pochettino and his post-match interview on the TV said pretty much what you've just said there, but in more diplomatic terms and didn't jump up and down and wave his arms. But he did use the word disappointed and frustrated. Yes. Conceding that goal. You know, I thought I actually, I mean, Palmer was absolutely outstanding. Um, I actually think he was playing. I think they played uh, 4-2-3-1 on Tuesday, completely not what I suggested. And, that's. I mean, Gallagher was dropped to accommodate that. More of Gallagher that, came on the well, I, I know, I know, I know. More of that, more of that later, actually, because that's going to come into my team station. But basically, yeah. Palmer played as the number ten, and frankly, I think that's probably where he is best. And he was excellent. But uh, you're right, Gallagher, Gallagher came on, and, and I thought it, 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 he came on to great effect. I mean, he got two assists. Uh, he, he looked threatening. So, you know, I thought that was quite interesting. But you know, the one person I really want to talk about tonight, boys, is uh, Tony. Chilwell, I just thought he was a class... Tony Chilwell, surely Ben Chilwell. No, ha, 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 ha. The wing commander for the avoidance of doubt. Uh, Tony, I thought, was a class above everybody on the pitch. And it was like watching uh, a, a Chelsea player from days gone by. He he just gets it. And he, he, just, just, he, was just, he was just streets above everybody else, I thought. He really was. Tony? Uh, you've broken up there a little bit, mate. So just try again. Right. Chillwell, 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 class above oh, everybody. I thought. Fantastic, fantastic. I think I said as much. 
there wasn't a duff performance on the whole pitch, but you see the difference that he makes at left back to playing Colwell, who was magnificent at yeah. centre back. Right, he was. He played really uh, well. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So you can see, um, I, 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 this is why I've, I've never been jumping on the potch out thing because he's trying to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear at the moment with the injuries, um, and and uh, or make do and mend. That might be a better phrase. Okay, because at the moment we've got so many players out and we seem to be picking up injuries in training and fuck knows wherever else, you know, catching the bus and, you know, cooking fried eggs or something like that. It's just got to the point of ridiculousness now. But I caught the bus the other day. I wasn't injured. Yeah, Chilwell was superb. And I thought he was fabulous because I think he was captain, wasn't he, until Connor came on. Um, And he just had that kind of, and the word I'm looking for, pizzazz about him. That whole thing, you know, I'm I'm back. I uh, played like a boss, played like a boss, um, and it's great, so so great to see. I hope that when Reese James comes back, he comes back back with the same verve, because that was definitely missing from his last comeback. Interestingly, he played in in several positions, and if you notice this, he found himself yes. um, uh, right a left winger, as you'd expect, because he normally plays it overlapping full fullback. But also, in, he pushed him into midfield on a couple of occasions. Whether yeah. that he changed the he, he changed the um, he moved um, uh, Sterling and um, uh, Mudrick on one occasion from one wing to the other. The one player I would join issue with you who wasn't good was Mudrick. Oh, who, who pony mate, wasn't he? Absolutely dreadful, yeah. and 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 rightly so. Mudrick then came on, who um, similarly wasn't his best, but scored a very decent goal. So you know you, you you've got to give him that. Um, uh, uh, but but. Um, Chilwell made the first goal, of course, with his, yeah, his interception the goal with an absolutely brilliant pass, pinpoint pass to Sterling, who, who uh, um, didn't have a shot for a change, which I think endeared, endeared him to me, um, uh, and just passed it across the face of the goal. And, uh, <laughs> the face of the goal. and, uh, and, uh, and Broya, bro, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you once again, you said nobody had a bad game, but Broya... Looks well, so looks so sorry for himself. You know, he yes. really there's a kind of I want to give him a hug. You know, it, it's yeah. something really peculiar about playing for Chelsea and looking even even when he scored the goal or he didn't score the goal because he was knocked in. He walked back to the centre circle as if he didn't really want to be there yeah. or as if I didn't score it. Somebody else did. Yeah. And I, he looks so unlike a striker who's doing his job. And I, I really think it's getting to him. I really do. I can't. I feel so sorry for him because he's he, once again. I keep saying this. He's not a. He's not oh, nowhere near the player that we we saw at Southampton. Yeah. And uh, um, and I think Potch is very aware of that. And also, has he? How has he been affected by um, the club seeming to to put round this rumor that he's he's off? Or was that is that? Well, more I think that I think it? I wonder whether that was part and parcel of it, J.K. Maybe the, the fact case. that he knows he's been touted around. Um, you know, uh, like some cheap corner hooker. Um, and that's what's affecting him or whatever. Maybe he knows that he's not, they've decided he's not the the, the player for us. I don't know. It, it You know, we, we spoke, the last time I was on the fan cast, was only a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about him then and said, you know what we said about players grabbing chances? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, and, and he just hasn't done it. You know, now people go, yeah, but he isn't getting the service and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, well, they, they obviously think, 
they obviously practice this in training. It's not like they're ignoring him or whatever. So he's either not in the right positions to get the service um, or, or we're not properly giving him the service. And I don't think it's the second one. I think it's just he's another one of these. Yeah, I, I, I get I tire of seeing strikers out on the wing. You know, I, I do get in the fucking box. That's what your job is. You know, the best strikers in the world, Gert Muller, uh, Rummenigger, um, Gunter Netzer, just going down the German route here for whatever. They scored loads of them <laughs> in the box, though, didn't they? That's what they were known for. And I just, yeah. I, I think... A fox know, in he, the box, mate, a fox in the yeah, box. But I, I mean, think he just looked at, he looked at Salt's Chidge and, and... Well, and, he does, and he, and he has done all season. And I, yeah. and I, I agree with Jonathan. I think, I think there's a... I've been saying it for weeks as well. I think there's a mental issue there as well. Yes. Um, I, I do agree if, if it's true that they are trying to tout him out, that can't be helping either. Um, I wonder sometimes if, you know, if, if we play, and this is a, this is a, uh, you know, an old Chelsea theme, you know, do we actually play the way that suits him? We do have a habit of not necessarily building the system around the striker. Mm-hmm. So he's an off the shoulder player, not, not necessarily a defeat player. So I, I wonder if that doesn't help him, but it doesn't look good, I have to say. Going back to Mudrick as well, boys, um, I mean, it was quite staggering the number of times Chilwell and uh, Enzo were pointing at him to, to be in the position that he should be in. And it just crossed my mind. How the fucking fuck does a player, you know, get 100 million or whatever it was spent on him and he doesn't actually know how to fucking play? Because that's fundamental, surely. And Enzo was getting really pissed off with him in point. I mean, J.K. would have had a better view than me. So I just kind of yes, wondered, he... you know, I wondered if, if the patience is wearing thin uh, with with his players, who also were not passing to him as a consequence. Is it wearing mm. thin with us? I, I don't know where I stand on this, because I do think there's a talent there. But, you know, in a system that Chelsea play, where the majority of teams are going to play with a low block, or sit deep, if you prefer the old parlance, uh, he's a player that needs to run into space and chase a ball down, not not have it to feet. But his yeah. passing's all over the shop, and his positioning is just—it's just non-existent. It doesn't get it, and I and I I don't know what he, to he make want, of it. He wanders into positions where, with the ball where he's just tackled immediately as well. Yeah. So uh, it, it it's he's doing everything you mustn't do because you're giving possession to the opposition who will have a couple of speed merchants and they'll get it down the other end. No, I my 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 desperation with the situation with Mudrick is we've all been unbelievably patient and encouraging and have seen things and thinking actually he's improving yeah that was good yeah just give the ball to him and we've suddenly in the last two Borough games had a complete dip of him not being able to deal with the situation at all so um, one's patience is uh, is slightly evaporating as a consequence because mm. I've, I've, I've been because he's so quick I'm just thinking well you're in the space and he'll and he, yeah. and he appears to be, and he scored a couple of decent goals. I was being very, um, um, what's the word, lenient, really, to an extent, hoping that he'd become good. But if you put in a performance like that, to such an extent that, you know, the manager actually agrees and whips him off at half-time, you know that thing. They, well, I think we were trying to make out he had a yellow card, and that was the yeah, reason. Yeah, well, that, the I reason they're it, making that out I, is because that's what Pochettino said. He actually said those well, words. He, well, he said that well. <clears throat> Telling a porky, I think. Yeah. Oh, he may well have been, but he said I took him off because he had a yellow card, and we just couldn't take that risk. Yeah, right. Uh, not buying that at all. Um, I tell you who who we've given a fair amount of stick to, and I would like to give a huge amount of praise to. I mean, Cole will obviously because I mean, yeah, but we all knew that he'd play him in his 
in his correct position, he'll do better. But I thought Dezazi was brilliant. I, 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 my favourite goal of the night was the Dezazi goal because I love the way that he intercepted the ball and just went forward, not pass it to Silva or the ball Petrovic. He went forward and he carried the ball. He couldn't do much help, given the pace the ball was he'd intercepted at. He yeah, kicked it at. Fair enough. But he, he, gave but he kept on running and he finished yeah. the move off. It was but fucking the joyous. Fact, there were two other players because it went to Palmer who then gave it to Sterling who then censored it. Censored, censored it. Who censored it. He censored it said, Ball, I'm having nothing to do with you. Um, stop talking. So he, 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 played, he played it across. Stop swearing at me. He played it across uh, our pinpoint part and then he was this, you say, Chidge, BAP. Fantastic. Oh. BAP. We love a BAP, don't we? I like, I like, I like BAPs personally. Plural, I, I have to say something point. about Dizal's year. Right, because I've not seen pretty much him do anything bad or wrong. And he's getting the same sort of stick that we gave, or a lot of our fans gave Tony Rudiger until the last 18 months or so of his tenure at Chelsea. And then everyone was going, please don't leave us, please don't leave us, because you're like, you know, you're the man. And I can see Dizarzi. I see that with Dizarzi. I see, I'm looking at these people going, oh, you know, thinking, well, he's a defender, so occasionally he will lose the ball. He will make a, a, a duff pass out. All defenders have done it. John Terry's done it. You know, all the great defenders, they, they've got a lot of pressure on their shoulders. So I see in Dizarzi a future Rudiger. Not only that, he's a unit. And if he can start putting some goals together like that, I mean, the, the run was fantastic, but the finish was... Well, it wasn't a good finish. finish good it? finish, yeah. You know, so I just see this, and I think people are. I I, I lose patience with with some of the people, especially on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it these days, right? Who are patently sat in front of a fucking PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever, and think that's the real game. And therefore, if we don't win every game five nil, we're shit. And if no, if a defender ever makes a misplaced pass, he's shit. And they don't look at it. We go to the games. We see the players, what they do off the ball. We see the body language close up, right? We see everything like that. I've not seen anything from Dizazi that tells me he's a bad, bad defender. We've picked him. Someone scouted him. He's done a good... His attitude is fabulous. His attitude is... He's up there with Tony Rudiger. He looks as annoyed as I do at a game. And I just think that's great. So I'm really pleased that the bloke did it. And and I'm not having any of this, well, Middlesbrough was shit. Because this is a typical Chelsea thing as well. We go, oh, yeah, we won that. It was only because the other team was shit. We didn't know they were going to be that shit when they turned up. We were 1-0 down. They could have come in, parked the bus. They could have had a complete Mourinho on us. And we could have been there all night not scoring. We've been to games like that before, right? So my view of it is we did a professional job. We handed their asses to them and play. And... You know, far be it for me to blow my own trumpet at this, but look at my post-observation tweets from the 1-0 defeat up there where I said, we'll tear these apart at Stamford Bridge. And we fucking did. So let's, you know, I want a bit of celebration, a bit yeah, of positivity. No, I, I loved it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. It was lovely to, lovely to go to a game and feel that comfortable. Jonathan, you wanted to come in on that? Well, I'm sorry, Tony, to disagree with you about Desazie. You don't look it. And uh, no, I, I, funny enough, I'm... <laughs> You've got a grin on your face. I'm waiting to see Tony's reaction. Said the thing, said the thing and he's interrupting me. I well, know, come on, he did. He has in the past, when we've been attempting to play the ball short, been the most regular offender when it's come to give the ball away or being tackled. 
and that hasn't endeared him to a large number of fans. And also, um, there've been the, there's been the odd moment where he's lost to players, which we've mentioned on the show, isn't that right, Chidge? When he's not um, he's not defended at his best. So I would say, um, uh, like lots of them, I think he's a work in progress for us. And I'm and I'm I'm very pleased that he's improving, and I think that's great. And I think it's I'm very pleased that everybody is improving. I'm very pleased we can put in a performance like that. But once again, I think the problem we have with the side is the fact they'll put in a performance like they did at Borough, which was yeah. execrable to use a a, a, a word that um, even I don't understand. Yeah. Um, they were they were so dreadful that um, that you then have the doubt that they will then replicate that performance, the suspicion, yeah. because they're so like, so, so it, it, you go into a game thinking, for fuck's sake, they were so vile in that, uh, will they be shit? And of course, once they scored the first goal and once they scored the second goal, Middlesbrough revealed their, uh, their, their true character, that they were, they were, as Chidge said early on, completely shite. So, you know, we, um, uh, and we therefore took them to the cleaners as, as, we're expected to do so, and I, 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 still, and I, I underline I, I, my I, point. Yeah, sorry, about saying, yeah. the fact that you, people used to say the same thing about Rudiger. The big, the, the, it was no, no, yeah, but I'm not. I agree, he's, but he's I got think, a mistake in him. He's always. I got think a Rudiger got. I think Rudiger got better. I really think Rudiger. Also, got better also, time. Rudiger was a far more experienced player when he arrived on our shores. So there is that difference too. I mean, I think. Look, it's it, as a whole. Just to sum this one up, we've got a mix of players here some of whom are improving and some of whom are not improving and some of whom who look like they're improving only to disappoint uh, a match or two later. I would certainly put Dizazi in the improving category. You know, he's, he's not, he's not blotting his, I mean, he has blotted his copybook, but he's blotting it less than he was. So I think there's a, there is an incremental improvement there, but there are plenty of other, I mean, like Brozier is not improving. Mudrick is the up and down like a flaming yo-yo. You don't quite know what you've got. There are plenty of players in the side who we were very doubtful about earlier on who I think are beginning to get better. So, as are the team, as you know, as is being seen by the results. Anyway, the bottom line is, is that we are now in another Wembley final. Who thought that would happen this year? Not me. Um, we've now been in, this, is, this will be our eight, well, we, I think it's 18 FA Cup, League Cup finals since 2000. What the fuck? Nobody, nobody gets close to that. United have been in 12, Arsenal 11, Liverpool City 10. I mean, I think this is. I think this is huge. This is this is absolutely huge because this continues where we left off, even though it's all been ripped up and started again. I think it's get it's massive getting into this final. I mean, obviously we've got a flaming well win it, and what happens? We get Liverpool, and we'll probably get Anthony Taylor as the referee. But you know, I still think this is massive. I didn't expect this this year. Did you, Tony? No, not at all. Um, and, and I would have been glad not to have had it. And uh, now I'm going to see some. Faces going, what do you mean? You'd, you'd have been, listen, our, our recent record at Wembley has been dismal. You know that, I know that. I think we've lost six out of the last seven or five out of the last six or something like that. Um, and I always, I felt with the last ones where we had the double header with, uh, under Tommy Tuchel with Liverpool in the Carabao Cup and the, then the FA Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah, we I think. were the better side in both. Yeah, but there was a staleness, a, a, an almost a lack of hunger in the team. Uh, well, to, they, to... they were in the middle of the sanctions, if you remember it. Yeah, right. This this time it's slightly different. I mean, I think 
you know, I said at the time after the Liverpool won, after the Liverpool won, they were both Liverpool ones, but after the FA Cup final, we need a break. We need to go away for a couple of years and get our hunger back. This is a almost, almost entirely different team now to the ones that went out and played them. This was a team that played bloody fantastically against Liverpool on the first day of the season, right? Um, I don't see we've got anything... We're going to be underdogs, which is... My whole raison d'etre as a Chelsea supporter was because we were the underdogs versus Leeds in 1970. And I didn't understand what the phrase was. And I had to go and say to my dad, what does underdog mean? Oh, and and he sort of said, you know, well, that means they're the ones that are not expected to win. They're expected to lose because they're not as good as the other team or whatever. And I thought, that'll do me. I'll go with that one then. Um, So I've always been a bit of a, a supporter of underdogs in any situation, you know, sport, politics, anything like that. And I think in this particular case, I'm a little bit more confident because I think I don't think they'll batter us. I think if we win, it'll be just great. I will always, always remember um, the thing people go, well, it's just the league. He's no got the big no Listen, Ken Bates, as much as I detested him, right, used to say, no point in going into a competition if you're not going to try and win it. Right, that was the first thing. And the second thing was Jose Mourinho, who to this day remains still our most successful and, you know, the manner who changed everything at Chelsea. Um, he took the League Cup final in his first season so seriously. And I think, I can't remember that. Was that at Liverpool as well? Uh, was it the one where Kesman scored? And I yeah, can't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, Car- in Cardiff it was. I was there. Yeah, and he said at the time, success breeds success winning breeds yeah, winning exactly you need to get that winning mentality under your belt because once you've got it once you'll want more of it yeah. so in terms of a stepping stone for the team for this team i think it's fantastic i think liverpool there won't be a better time to play them at wembley because they got eyes on bigger prizes yeah totally yeah i agree jk where do you you are you i mean obviously you're happy to be there it's, it, do you agree with kind of what we both said um uh, bringing back to what you were saying about it being the 18th final, mm. which I think absolutely phenomenal. Of course, that wasn't mentioned on telly. Not that I, I was I was at the ground, but I then watched the bit at the end and was disappointed to have Wembley described as Anfield South again. Yeah, yeah, like that. They've been there fucking ten times. Fuck off yeah. with that shit. But the fact that they won't admit, they won't give Chelsea. No, they never have. Never have. It's just pernicious. Apparently, it's we just... bought it. You just just listen to uh, that twat Simon Jordan on Talk Sport grinds my <laughs> fucking gears, and he he calls me he calls us and City. But he, before, well, just to stick to us, he calls us a manufactured club. Right, um, we're going to have to go for a very quick break because we've got our opposition view, who's been patiently waiting for ten minutes now. So uh, I'm going to. It's my fault for getting a bit excited and aerated about Talk Sport. But there you go. Uh, we will be back in a minute. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. 
Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. Apart from when it's tonight, which is a Thursday. I don't know. I'm so confused. Uh, I am Stanford Chidge, of course, and I'm joined by the uh, wonderful, efficacious just uh, Jason. Bloody hell. What is, 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 I blame Jordan for this. He's rattled me. He's rattled me, hasn't he? Jonathan Kidd. Not Jim my, White. My fault. My fault for talking about Jason Cundy a moment ago. It's, it's, yeah. It's put, uh, somebody who has a... Uh, a Christian name beginning with a J into your head. There are three people. I mean, there's Jace Cuddy, you, and then our mystery guest, who I will introduce in a minute. <laughs> it's all too confusing for me. And, um, of course, we've got the absolutely brilliant Tony Glover, one of my favourite people on the planet. Lovely to see you, mate. Uh, it's good to see you. My middle name's John. Oh, I've for God's sake. Enough with the J's, man. <laughs> I can't cope. Right. I am delighted to say it is now time for this. The Opposition View. That is right. It is not, not a Friday, but we have a match tomorrow, a very big match tomorrow, and uh, we've got one of our favourite guests uh, as the opposition view tonight. Uh, it is the lovely Justin Hawthorne from uh, Up the Villa. Mate, how are you? Good to see you. Good evening, yes. Nice to see you. <clears throat> Hope you're all well. Looking forward to this game. I was very well until they started getting me on Simon Jordan and Jim White, and then I've, I've lost the plot totally. But uh, I, I'm trying to move on and put it behind me, because you and I and the boys have got a lot to talk about over the next 20 minutes or so. Um, it's a, I mean, we've just been talking about how, how you know, I mean, you, you might find this a bit funny, actually, but uh, it's, we feel it's massive that we've got into a, another Wembley final. None of us expected that we would get anywhere near anything like that this year. Um, and of course... You know, the FA Cup's massive. It always has been for us. Um, I would like to go through and obviously get to that final as well. Uh, I do think it'll be a bit tougher. More of that in a minute. First of all, let's talk about Villa. Um, you know, what's the secret, do you think, of Emery's success this season? Because I don't think a lot of people outside of Villa saw it coming. Well, it sort of continued from last season. You know, when he came in, he was um, a breath of fresh air. And I knew how good he was. But I don't think I realised just how good he was until he, he sort of set-footed B6 Aston and um, started his waving his magic wand all over the place. And it became very quickly very evident that um, he, he's a very, very good football manager, something I thought I knew anyway. But the results on the pitch were phenomenal almost from day one. You know, we beat Man United at home, first time we'd done that for as long as I can remember. And then the results just kept coming and... The end of the season was a phenomenal end to the season. And then sort of in the summer when we did our preview for this season, we we had to say where we thought we'd finish. And I said third, and I think everybody sort of took a bit of a deep breath and a gulp when I said that. But my reasoning behind it was that, that I, provided everything carried on the way it, it did when he came in, I couldn't see any reason why this team couldn't carry on the trajectory it was on up into the top six of the Premier League and, and come to be remain there. And that's basically what's happened. And... I don't think it's rocket science, is it? You know, I think we're consistent. He has a clear way to play, a clear approach. You know, the team has a very strong mentality. It's very together. He's harnessed this team spirit. He's obviously got a lot of very good players, which we've amassed over the last three three managers, even, you know, Stephen Gerrard, the disaster that was Stephen Gerrard. He brought in, you know, Bubakar Kamara. So I think you can thank managers all the way back to Dean Smith, really, to, to, for assembling this squad. And then he added a couple in the summer, um, Diaby and, and Pau Torres. Uh, and, and 
and the way he plays and his meticulous nature and, and, and the amount of time he spends in meetings. And, you know, we're hearing this lots and lots and lots from the players that, that he's at. They are just drowned in information week in, week out. And every single team we play against, it's almost like we've got them beat before they go out because they almost know every step, everything the opposition is going to do before they're going to do it. And that's all down to the manager and he's, his, his strategy and his in the way he sets teams up and his knowledge of football is ridiculous. It, the backroom team he's assembled is very good. You know, above him, it, it, you know, we, we brought in Monchi as a, a sort of director of football. The ownership are very good. So it's so, it's sort of one of them moments in football, and I've only probably had it once, maybe in my time following Villa. I can't remember everything coming together as well as it is at the moment. And I think you've got to put a lot of that down to the manager. Mm. And a well-run club, by the sounds of it. It's amazing, isn't it, what a well-run <laughs> club can do? Yeah. Mm. Well, the owners, uh, yeah, the owners came in at, at a very perilous time, obviously, when we was in the Championship. And we lost a player final to Fulham and almost went bankrupt. Mm. Um and looking back now, a lot of Villa fans thanked Fulham for, for two defeats, actually. The playoff final defeat, which led to, to the owners coming in. And then we got absolutely tonked at Fulham in the Steven Gerrard era. And he got the boot on the same night as, as we lost. And, and then we managed to get Unai Emery in. So. But the owners are phenomenal. You know, the, 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 what they've done for the club can't be underestimated. And in the modern age, as, as you know, with your ownership change, you know, it, at that level of ownership and that you know that level of wealth, there's very few and far between people that can come in into British English football nowadays and make a mark because of the amount of money you need to even you know to stand still. You know you have to spend ridiculous amounts of money to stand still in the Premier League. So you need not only do you need good uh, you know financial uh, deep pockets, but you need amazing you know sporting acumen as well. And and then they've had that. You know I think. Um, uh, Wes Edens has, has obviously got a phenomenal um, track record with his basketball team in America. And Nassif Suarez has got a link with Adidas. I don't think it's a huge link, but he's, he's in and around football a lot. So I think they've both come in and they've made a pretty good team and they've put together a very good team to run the club. Not only you know off the field, commercially, that's something that we've got to start building massively over the next three or four years. Uh, you know the stadium redevelopment. That's something that's coming down the line. Whatever, however that looks. Uh, but on the pitch, I think the acceleration to where we are is, is something that's caught not only Villa fans off guard, but most of the uh, the Premier League. I think. You know, it, it seems. Sorry, Jacob. Go oh, on. Go on. He seems to be very good at improving. Players. If you look at the 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 progress that Watkins has made, for example. Um, or did you think that Watkins always had that in him and he's just needed a manager to to bring it out of him? Because I, I've seen, um, I, I've watched, you know, 50% for me, he's come on. He's just, his movement into the box is is, is great. It's, it's, but we saw elements of that before, but it's his consistency. His, his, he's become a very skillful striker as well as being, uh, um, you know, he's not a, he doesn't, he, he's, he's not a bully. He just, he, he he's just clever and... Um, uh, you know, and as a kind of that kind of sinuous quality that you get from from great players who just seem to be getting the right player at the right time and then and finish it off. You know, he's 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 very accurate. It's a kind of but I, we didn't see that before. You thought pretty good. Yeah, he's getting better. And I liked him as a player just because he seemed um, 
he scored good goals, but it would just uh, to me he's just come on in leaps and bounds. I mean, has he done that to many other players do you, in in the team? Do you think every player? I think you know, the, one, yeah, yeah. I think uh, look at one of the main factors in what I've just said in our in our sort of rise to prominence is, is consistency and and his attention to detail with every single player. He's off the pitch apparently. You know, individual meetings week you know week in week out with every single player. Uh, I remember when when he came in, Tyro Mings mentioned he was obviously unfortunately injured this season. He said he took him to one side and, and he basically sat him down and said, what you are doing currently is not what I want you to do. And he was getting a lot of stick, Tyro was, for basically going missing at the back because he was because of we was under so much pressure week in, week out. We'd often get overloads on the right-hand side and the left-back had been out of position. He'd be going across to cover. He'd be then taken out of the game by either being someone to take him on and nick past him. And then all of a sudden, the gaping hole in behind, which is where he should have been. Everyone, oh, why is Ming's always out of position? Why is he doing this? And then because he was the one marching the whole of the back four, you know, his distribution was suffering. He's, you know, he was under pressure all the time. So he, 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 he you know, making mistakes, poor back passes, having the ball nicked off him, scoring. And then he said, he said, you know, Emmy basically said, what you are doing, I don't want you to do that. He said, this is your job. And he, he specifically sat him down and said, that's what I want you to do. You stay in that position. You you have the ball. You use it this way. You know, if somebody else isn't doing their job, that's their problem. You know, that's up to me to decide whether they're doing their job. But you do your job. You let everybody else worry about their jobs. And that's why it all comes together. With, with Watkins... I think he's always had it in him. He's, you know, he's an athlete. He's quick. He's good in the air. He's a physical, good size for, for a centre forward. Ability wise, he's pretty good. Um, one of the things that was sort of aimed at him in his early days at Villa was, you know, wasn't scoring enough goals and he was getting chances and his sort of conversion rate wasn't where we thought it should be. But to be honest, it's always been pretty good. I think that's probably slightly harsh on him. But you know he's integral to the way we play, and we haven't. We've got John Duran who's our backup sort of forward, but he's nothing like Ollie Watkins. So, so he's one of the real, real po- proper key players that that we can't really do without currently. Who who is integral to the way we play because he leads the line so well. He runs the channels. He, you know he's a nuisance for, for all the back four, and and then he he creates spaces then for the other players in and around him, the John McGinns, the Musa Diabis, the Leon Baileys. You know, to, to go and, and, and cause havoc in these areas that, that you know they are worried about Ollie, but you know the ball's going into somebody else. You know the quick turnovers, the high press, things like this that are all coming into play. It, it's it's been a joy to watch. You know, since we've started doing our podcast, we've we delved very deeply into the way we play, and we spent twelve months trying to work out what Stephen Gerrard was doing, and still got no further down the line. <laughs> But within three weeks of watching uh, Unai Emery's team, we knew exactly how he wanted to play. And he's evolved it and he changes it and he's not stuck in his ways. He's not scared to change things. It's just another, I think, sign of a very good manager that's not just stuck to one way of playing. Um, and it's working brilliantly. You know, look where we are in the league. You know, we're, we, we, it's it's phenomenal. Absolutely I mean, phenomenal. Talk, talking of that, uh, Justin, what's more important for you and, and supporters generally? Is it a trophy or a top four finish, do you think, this season? Both, I'm greedy. You know, no, you can't. You, you can't know, have. We, you're gonna have one or the other. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, I've always and I've got to stick to my line. Is is trophies? You know, yeah. you, you you don't remember a top four finish in 20 years time, okay. but I remember a trophy. Um, and and the, you know, pre pre <laughs> us challenging for the Champions League, I was always very annoyed with 
with probably the likes of yourselves and Arsenal and, and all the all the teams that were sort of battling out for the fourth place and the third place in the league, miles away from the, the title race, and, and then celebrating like like they'd won a won a trophy. And, and for me, it was always you know you finish fourth. I, I do understand the importance. We never of the did Champions that. League. We never did that. No, I, I do understand the importance of the Champions yeah. League. To be to be uh, fair, know, to be fair, Justin, you've already got. You know, uh, the same amount of European cups as, as City, and one more than Arsenal. So, you know, we're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> we'd like to add to another one, but you know, that was a pipe dream twelve, eighteen months ago. But it, it seems maybe, maybe over the next few seasons that that, that might not be as far away as, as we we thought it was going to be. But yeah, a, a trophy for me. Mm. I, I might be unpopular in saying that a lot no, of Villa fans. That's what it's about. One top four, but exactly when, when I'm. You know, shuffling off this mortal coil, I want to enjoy, remember the days that, that I spent at Wembley or wherever it is and, and seeing my team lift that trophy. Even the, the playoff final is one of my greatest days watching Villa, you know, when we beat Derby County to get promoted. Not only for the significance of the day and, and, and reaching back into Premier League, but the whole thing of, of seeing your team win at Wembley, there's no better thing than seeing your team win at Wembley. And I haven't seen it enough in recent years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. I mean... I mean, you're second at the moment. You're, you're actually tied second uh, with City and Arsenal, and Liverpool are five points above you. I think. I mean, I mean that's that's as close as it's been for many a year. I think. And I, I mean, could, could Villa really win the league? I mean, is that a possibility? Yes. Yeah. I think it could. I think they could. Yeah. I mean, um, my belief at the start of the season was top four. Uh, you know, if you'd have said at the start of the season, can you win the league? I'd have said probably not. I, th- I think we'll be off the pace. But the way it's sort of evolving, the league's panning out. It is one of those strange seasons where, you know, City, although they probably will start to come very strong now, as they usually do, up to now, they've been very hit and miss. The De Bruyne miss, obviously, you know, goes against them and they do miss him. And they will more than likely come very strong. But up to now, it, it, is, it feels a very... I don't want to put myself in the Leicester category, so I'm hoping we're not a flash in the pan like Leicester were, but it feels a little bit like Leicester season when all the sort of top sides were being each other. One or two had dropped off the pace, uh, was in transitional periods, and, and, and all of a sudden Leicester took advantage by going on a phenomenal run. And, and that when everybody was writing them off, you know, going to win at City, going to win at, you know, everywhere that they it was told they couldn't do it. At the moment, yes, we can win it. You know, no one can tell me that we can't. And until that's, you know, impossible or you know, the, the points tell me we can't do it, then I should go. I should believe that we can. You know, eighteen games to go. If we can go another eight games time, and, and we're still where we're sitting, where we're sitting, you know, a few points off the top. Then there's ten games to go, isn't there? And it's it's anybody's by that point. So it's down to mental strength and. We've certainly got the manager for it, I think. Yeah, I'd much to be honest. I mean, obviously, I only ever want Chelsea to win it, but uh, I'd much rather Villa won it than Liverpool, City, or Arsenal. And there's absolutely, absolutely. Um, now we better we better have a think about tomorrow night. Are you coming down tomorrow night? Unfortunately, not. No, no, I've got to uh, I've got to work. So oh, um, I, I, I will at some point get down to see you guys. This is after, ever since I've come on this podcast. I know. Well, I'm hoping to, yeah. Chelsea away. I'll, I'm, I'll get down yeah, there. And I'm, I'm a point with the lads. I'm hoping to get up to the to the away the away uh, the away match uh, whenever it is April, I think, okay. isn't it? So that's that's my plan. So maybe we'll catch up then. But uh, um, I mean, it's a stupid bloody 
you know, you, you know, what was it? Eight o'clock on a Friday night for an FA Cup fixture. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So and it's not televised either. It's not televised. Yeah, I don't no, know. that's I what know. I don't understand. Absolutely mental. Why, why not put it on the telly? I know. But uh, anyway, that aside, um, the thought has occurred to me, and actually, interestingly enough, it didn't occur to me yesterday when I spoke to you. So this is okay. this is new stuff. Um, you lot have just had twelve days off because of the the kind of the mini winter break. Uh, we played yeah. on Tuesday. I mean, a pretty simple game, if the truth were to be told, and you know we were able to take off a lot of players. Um, who, you know, is it advantage Villa or Chelsea? Do you think taking that into account? I think there's merits on both sides, isn't there? You know, Ch- Chelsea have, have obviously had a little break, and then they've come back. They've played what turned out to be a fairly straightforward game. So I think physically, it wasn't massively, you know, demanding on on the legs. It, I think footballers will always tell you they like to play games. Mm. So they would have blown any cobwebs off in that game. The fact they won it quite comfortably would give them a nice bit of morale going into the next game. You know, another game at home, so two home games in a row. Evening games, I suppose you feel the same as us. They always feel better under yeah. the lights at your own, own stadium. So yeah, I think I think there's there's, there's nothing wrong with. I, I don't see um, fatigue being a problem or anything like that. Um, whereas Villa could come into it a little bit cold, poss- possibly. But having said that, we have had a few injuries. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't think Pai Torres is back. Uh, I think we've got a couple missing still, which is a shame because he's been integral to the way we play, especially playing out from the back. But um, I think we're, we're going to be pretty strong tomorrow night. I don't really see us going weak for the game. So it will be interesting to see what we're different about. Whether you know, first twenty minutes, half an hour, we, we we'll need a bit of, of gene up getting into the game. But we tend to start slowly anyway. We tend to try and sort of control the game um, early doors, especially away from home. So it will be interesting to see. But no, for me, I don't see a, an advantage on either either way. No, fair, fair enough. I mean, it's interesting what you say there about starting slowly. I mean, you know, the league game back in September was. I think pretty tight. It was a pretty even game, really. Um, yeah. And you got a, you know, Ollie Watkins scored a, a goal. I thought you were really cagey, actually. I, I mean, in those days, we didn't quite know what to expect of Chelsea because it was all very, very new with the team and everything. But I did think Villa were very cagey. And actually, I look back on it now and think, actually, you know, the way that Villa have been playing, you know, more than just this season, you probably could have ripped into us. And it might not have been so cagey and tight. But do you, do you expect more of the same on Friday, or, or, or are the two teams now at a completely different place? Villa must be sky high on confidence, really knowing knowing their game. Emery knowing exactly how to set them up, and Chelsea, you know, you don't, never know which Chelsea's going to turn up. To be frank, so I wondered if they might go for it a bit more, or, or do you think they'll just be a bit more cagey again? No, I, I see. You know, we've had a, a, a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a blip because we've still won games, but we, our form has, has dipped a little bit over the Christmas period. Um, so I think I think we've got to somehow try and find our best form again. Um, you know, early in the season we were absolutely flying, but we, we've dropped a little bit recently. But I think that had a lot to do with injury suspensions and playing week in, week out, two games a week. Um so, so we we tend to sit back and just let you know teams come on to us, um, and if you press us high, then try and sort of you know quickly break on you and use the pace at the top. So we we like to frustrate teams. You know, you'll see a lot of of uh, Emi Martinez coming to the edge of his box, and if he's not pressed, he'll just stand there with his foot on the ball, which infinitely annoys the home uh, support. You know, and they start booing him, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything, to be honest, Emi Martinez. Um, <laughs> But he he'll just he'll just stand on the ball and wait for some you know for for, for one of his back four to become available and then and, and use him and 
and that's how we'll play. You know, we'll we'll look to dominate possession. We'll look to sort of frustrate you, and we'll look to play it around and and try and pick holes in you. And I think Chelsea's form has improved recently. You know, you've, you've had a decent run of form. I don't with the greatest win in the world. I don't think you've played a lot of the, the top sides recently. But you 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 know you, you've been in poor form up to that point, and now Poch does seem to be getting a tune out of the players. He does seem to have settled quite a lot, and there does seem to be a you know, a, a clear way of play starting to emerge. So so I do think with the players you've got, the money you've invested, you know, the history of the club, you know, the, see it, Justin, tell me, Justin, tell me what what's the what's the, the plot? I can't <laughs> <see> it. <laughs> it's uh yeah. Well yeah, I, I just think you know, I, I was one of the people when Potts took over <clears throat> who said, I don't think Chelsea will take a lot of turning around and, and, and because if you can get get them going the size of the club shouldn't it shouldn't be going along with the way it has been any do you know what I'm trying to say he, he he's got the, the infrastructure there if he can get a tune out of a lot of these very very good players albeit young players and and, and not not sort of Premier League ready players I still think that there's, there's a good side at Chelsea and I just think he needs that run of games which you seem to start be having now you've made a final you know God, God help us if, if we lose tomorrow, but that means you get you through. And I've said this on our pod that I think um, Spurs played Man City. Yeah. So if, if Spurs were to turn City over, which isn't you know beyond their own possibility, whoever wins out of our game, a lot of the top sides are, are, are out of this competition. There's only one or two left in. So there's a real chance that one of us, whoever wins tomorrow or not, could go on and have a real, a real good run at this, uh, the FA Cup. And with one final already... You know, could could and you're pushing up the table. You're in the top what ten already. You could end the season with one trophy, maybe another final, and maybe in the top seven. So that's not a bad turnaround from where you were. You know, the disarray that you had at the start of the season. If I could get through, or just rub you, I could then get your positivity. If I can, <laughs> I'm trying to be positive everywhere, mate. It's it's true. True. <laughs> It's not the team we're watching. I, 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 it makes sense what you're saying. It makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. But it, it's, 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 it's the inconsistency is the problem, and the um... this is the problem. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. But you've got the, what I'm saying is that the nucleus of the squad and the quality of the players. If he's harnessing that, you, I, I was talking to Chiz last night, and he was on about Chilwell. You know, he's been injured yeah. a lot. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's back in the team. It, it replicates anything like the form he showed, you know, on on, on Tuesday regularly, then that's your left back sorted. If all of a sudden I don't know where Reese James is that far he's away from Yeah. But you know, if one or two of these players, you know, the Sterling who hasn't, you know, done very well up to now, if he suddenly bang hits it, you know, Conor Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez, you know, you've got very, very good yeah. players. Yeah. Very good players. So if he can raise all the levels, which is basically what Uno Emery's done, he, every single player play Plays eight out of ten for us week in week out, and the quality of player they are, that then yeah. turn it lends itself then to winning most weeks, doesn't it? So yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, you know. it's a good point. Well made, J.K. Said at the press conference he wasn't sure <laughs> Chilwell would play. He said he's not sure. Well, he, he's, he's not ready for ninety minutes yet, is he? Not ready for another no. ninety minutes. He doesn't think so. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. With Liverpool to come as well. Yeah, yeah. Right then, my old bean. Um, how's it going to go tomorrow then? Is it going to be us or you going through? I've got to say, Villa have not. Of course you um, have. I, I, you know, we, we've had an absolutely dreadful run in the FA Cup for nearly 10 years now. This is the first in time fact, you're in this the... round, isn't it? For like <clears throat> 2016, yes. yeah. 
Had we lost in the first round again, we would have made the record of the, of the most losses ever by a Premier League team in a row. Wow. Which is phenomenal. You know, we, we, we've lost to some ridiculous sides in the third round. We've lost to some good sides. We generally play Man United away uh, in the third round. That's that's always a joke with Villa fans. Played them so many times. Um, but yeah, there was no excuse last year. We played lower league opposition, got knocked out. So we're due a run in the cup. We are due a run. So I'm hoping. The FA Cup is my holy grail. Um, it always has been. And I'll forever be annoyed with you lot for not beating us in the 2000 final. Absolutely gutted. And the day. 2010 semi? <clears throat> yeah, we won't mention that one. Anyway, so um, <laughs> yes, I hope for a Villa win. I think it, it will be a narrow 2 1 to us, hopefully. Or even I could see it going to a replay. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, hadn't thought of that. Okay, well, we will see tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry you're not going to make it down. Um, I'm sorry you won't be able to watch it on the telly either, mate, because it's not on, is it? Well, there you go. I'll find it somewhere. I bet you will. Yes, we couldn't possibly say how, but we know. <coughs> um, so there we go. Mate, um, lovely to see you again. Well done for coming on. And, uh, uh, well, we've got one more match to go, haven't we, up in April. So we'll get yes. you back on for that. Hopefully I will manage to secure uh, the equivalent of rocking horse shit, which is an away ticket. And I'll, I'll make because I really want to go up there and uh, stay with my mate in the jury quarter and tag him along for a game. I promised him that, so hopefully I'll catch up with you then. Lovely. And uh, are you going to be up at quarter to four this morning to watch uh, India amass a, a lead of about four hundred today? I'm going to be up. Yes, I'm going to watch Jack Leach rip through them like a whirlwind. That's what I'm going to get up to watch. You have far too much positivity, Justin. Far too much. <laughs> well, put it this way: the last time we played in India, we didn't. We, out of the eight innings, we only got twice. We went over one hundred and fifty. So we've already <laughs> yeah. we're already in a positive mental, you know. And I think once uh, once we break through that top order, we'll, we'll wow. skittle them out for less than we got. Let's hope so. Anyway, mate, <laughs> l- lovely to see you as always. Thanks for coming on, and we'll we'll see you very soon. I look forward to it. Always a pleasure, lads. I look forward to speaking Hard to, to you, see again. you again, Justin. Brilliant stuff. There we go. The fantastic Justin Hawthorne from Up the Villa, uh, who, uh, of course, we're playing, uh, who we're playing tomorrow. So there we go. Great to hear from him, as always. Right, we will return very shortly for part three. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. 
See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, which is on Thursday. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, I'm Stanford Chidge and uh, I'm joined by Mr. Jonathan Kidd Esquire. It's lovely to be on the show, but I'm feeling a bit Friday-like. I feel slightly in the future. Do you? So, yeah. I know the result of the game. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. Your prediction might be right for a change. That's uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've also got the fantastic Tony Glover, the Reverend Tony Glover with us. Uh, good evening, brethren. Yes, indeed. So there we go. Right, it's now our turn to uh, preview the Chelsea versus Aston Villa fifth round FA Cup. Is it fourth round? Fourth round fourth FA Cup. Round. A fourth round FA Cup match. And of course, as it's a preview, we have to have, and I'm delighted to have, JK's presser summary. It's the presser. Well, <laughs> it was rather disturbing to see uh, such a happy potch. And interesting enough, I think, because he was happy, he didn't make so many um, grammatical gaffes, as one would describe them, with his um, uh, coming with his Spanish knowledge and his uh, slightly dubious English knowledge occasionally. But when asked about um, what was it like facing Liverpool in the cup final, he said... Um, um, they're a tough opponent, a massive challenge. Could be good to face them. Well, I, you know, I could have argued with him about that because uh, I'd rather have faced Fulham. But uh, and he said it was going to be a great final, which I thought was decidedly peculiar. But you know, hey, um, not sure about that. Was asked about Gusto and Kunko being available, and he said um, yes, they would be. Which had a few of us going, oh, 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 you oh, would they be? But what he meant was they would be available for Liverpool on Wednesday, possibly, which I think means they'll both be. Um, on the substitutes um, bench. But it's interesting that Nkunku, who we thought had descended into the depths of uh, not playing at all this season, um, uh, is clearly a little bit better. Um, but he said, um, we need to see how they evolve in the next few days. I wanted to say, not the not the right word, but, you know, you've been reading too much science fiction. Um, but uh, they're not going to be available tomorrow, they then said. Um, uh, um, he was asked about coal. Um uh, um, asked about did did you expect this impact? He was asked by this bloke uh, Bobby Vincent, um, and he said uh, I was always optimistic about anybody who's uh, uh, we'd been bought, but he's had a great six months, very good job. I'm happy with the impact. Um, uh, it's fantastic helping the te- the team achieve things that we wanted, and he felt that uh, that he was doing that, which I thought was um, was quite clever. Um, it was, he said, you always expect when you sign a player, you can perform and help the team. He's helping the team to achieve things that we wanted. So um, uh, I think he could, you know, the bloke could have said, well, he's clearly the best signing you've got. But perhaps that was a, he won't then be asked back to be a journalist again there. I don't know. He's <laughs> aggressive. Um, uh, uh, he, he was, uh, apparently there was, Silver was saying on the internet, I missed this, that perhaps he would be his last season. Did he yeah. have an interview with somebody? Did he have an interview with somebody? I missed the interview. Apparently so. And um, uh, he, he said that that might be it for Chelsea. So whether or not... Uh, but it was hinted at that he might go back to Brazil for 
to see his career, to see his career out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but he said, I didn't hear that thing. You know, we want to say, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear. Um, I'm focused on this season. Then he said, only he knows. Um, uh, um, we don't talk about next season. Yes, I don't know what I can say about only he knows going to be his last season or not, which was a, you know, tactful kind of non-response. Um, uh, uh, I suppose if he says, yes, it is last season, then it would affect us as well as supporters. If we'd all been uh, we cheering him even more because <laughs> he gets his own every personal time, round yeah. of applause every single time, doesn't he, when he walks around the pitch? Um, he's got great, there is great love for him as a player, which I love personally as well. I love, I love the fact that he, he gets it, really does. He gets the fact that uh, all the supporters love him and we're happy for him to do his own. He's always last down the tunnel because he's always the one um, bagging the, uh, the, the, the support from everybody. So I love that. I always expect him to do his, uh, his, his, solo walk around the ground even than the others now do what the tradition of going around the ground was has never been the case but we seem to do it every time now at Stamford Bridge even if we've lost which I, I think is, is excellent but in his instance he's uh, he's always lagging getting in the applause um uh uh talk about um what have we got Kemp, um club oh yeah he needs to said he needs to keep fit he said um which is obviously pretty obvious um uh, and then it, this chap said that there was some um, rumours about uh, Wilson and this this other chap, Gerard is his name. I don't know what the striker's name Duran. is. Duran. Duran, yeah, yeah. There were rumours, and he once again said there are there are too there are too many rumours uh, at the moment. Nothing to say, um, which um, we work hard. Which he sort of veered around, hasn't he? Recently, he's been talking about how. Uh, in actual fact, I think after we lost was it against Wolves, he said yes, there will definitely be a forward in. Um, but perhaps he was then advised not to say that because he's now been very vague about it. He's always very vague about um, uh, the transfers. They all are. Um, they all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then said, that, yeah, we are not desperate to. We're we're not desperate to sign anyone. Um, I'm happy with the squad, which is not what he said at all during the last rest of the season. So I suppose it's the fact that they are. There is some some progress being made. Um, which is what he's been talking about earlier on as well. We need to look for progress. Um, what do you say? The last week is the most action. We need to be ready for anything that can happen in the squad. Which, that slightly sounds to me as if there is going to be a player in. But he's been very ifing and butting and um, uh, uh, and off and on with this. I don't think we're going to get a, a proper a proper um, response from him about that. And if it happens, it happens. You know. Um, I mean, it may be that they are in the in the hunt for somebody at the moment, but it's it, and it hasn't taken place. That's what happens in transfer windows, or they they've asked for more money, or it's you know that's that's always the case, isn't it? Um, asked about whether what it was like scoring six. Uh, that's football. When you score goals, you win games. Everything that doesn't look so good looks good. We need to be realistic. We're not going to change in the way we assess things and plan for the future. So he's basically saying that the the game had no bearing on anything else, which seems a bit crap. But you know, um, Chilwell. Uh, experienced player of course I think the challenge from pre-season was to build his fitness and improve not only his offensive phase but his defense his defensive I almost said defensive his defensive phase that was the challenge for us to help him become a more complete player so they've been trying to improve him which um uh, will be interesting because he was very good in the first place but yeah okay well if we see an improved Chilwell from what we had and he doesn't get injured well I'm looking forward to that but he did play very well 
uh, yesterday. So, you know, good on him. But um, as we've discovered, he's not convinced he's actually... Um, he then says, we have doubts about starting him tomorrow. We're assessing him to see if he can cope with another game in three days. Blimey! Um, uh, he was asked a question about Villa. They haven't surprised me, I believe. You know, Emery, one of the best coaches in the world. Well, that's interesting. Creating a very good organisation at Villa. Very good players. Amazing players. Wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't go that far, Pot. Very clear, the project of Aston Villa, and that's why they're um, performing and winning games. Which, once again, he, he's, he's always tactful. He's always tactful, his pot. Never disses anybody, which is fair enough. And uh, you've got to see that in his character. Always embraces managers and has a word in their ear and a chat. So he's obviously very well liked. He's worked out that that's, that's he's a, he's way, a good yeah. guy. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Decent yeah. human being. Catholic, of course, read yeah, that. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't like that when he played though. He was horrible. He was a horrible player. He used yeah, to yeah, kick people that, all over the place. That's sport though, isn't it? You know, when you get, you know, you perhaps perhaps it's man or man in that instance, isn't it? Really? Mano or mano. Exactly. And Villa's strengths. Uh the way they play, the philosophy, quality of players, there are too many. Too many what? Strengths. You can feel it's a very solid team with clear ideas. Experienced players with young guys. Also, it's a very good squad. That is performing well, Mr. Tact, Mr. Tact. Learning from defeat earlier this season to Villa, the type of game we should win, we didn't win. All the confidence goes to Villa again when Gusto is sent off. Remember, he was sent off in that game, and we seem to be pretty on a par with them. I didn't was going to say that to Justin, but um, as you say, Chidge, it's a very different. The, the teams are at two very different levels. Uh, I think it was an even game. They won because they were clinical in the action they had in the second half. In other words, they. They scored. I think they only had a couple of shots, didn't they? If I remember. No, right. no. We, we, that was very even. I looked at it earlier today. We had about we, about six six shots on goal each. each. Anyway, full credit to them. What they are doing on Chilwell's mental battle with injuries went round in a in a circle. This it's not a mental problem. It's not only convincing him to trust his body. It's to trust with us and the way we work. But he's always very optimistic. We need to be careful. The player always wants to play. But so he's really bigging up. Uh, Ben Chilwell, but interestingly, he should really be applying this to Broya, shouldn't he? Which he has mentioned. He says he thinks that he's he needs to think more about being the player that he was against when he played for Southampton. He's mentioned that in the presser. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously very he's very keen on mental stuff, isn't he, old uh, uh, our manager? On fighting for a place in the side for the final. I was joking a little bit after the game. Too many players were involved in the training today. Um, uh, it was obviously told he probably told about fifteen people that they were playing, and it's 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 caused they disrupted the squad. Um, always the victories and the positive energy help to be more motivated to help create. Always you need victories to build confidence and to believe that you can beat any team and perform in the way we expect. Which of course makes great sense. Does this mean that we will take this energy into the Villa game? Who knows? Who has any idea who will turn up? What team will turn up tomorrow night? Well, and what will that team be? I wonder. As oh, it segues Chid, Chid, beautifully. By any chance, is it? Is it? Is it the uh, the team for tomorrow, Chid? It is. is, it, is well, it's my team for tomorrow. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Which did you get the last one practically right, Chid? Uh, not far off, actually. Not far no. off. Not a hundred percent. I didn't. I didn't see Gallagher being dropped. So indeed, indeed, none of us did. None so of that, us did. that was the surprise. Now, uh, <clears throat> interestingly enough. You see, I mean, actually, you know, I don't know if we touch on it a little bit in part one. I actually think it worked uh, having uh, playing a four-two-three-one. You know, we said 
before the Middlesbrough game that we, we clearly needed to score at least two goals. So we needed to score goals. And he worked out that Middlesbrough were basically shit, so he only needed two midfielders. So it made a lot of sense, I thought, what he did uh, in terms of the setup because we had, you know, four offensive players playing. But in order to do that, one of the midfielders had to go. So I kind of thought, okay, I don't like it, but I see the sense in that. And actually, blow me, it worked. So, of course, for this lineup, I'm not doing that at all. Um, but what I am going to try and do is something quite clever, which I will explain to you in a minute. But uh, the back four, the back four that I would like, well, Petrovic, obviously, I would I would like the same back four, Chilwell, Colwell, Silver, Dezazi. But I don't think Chilwell's going to start. So I think what you will see is Colwell back at left back, <clears throat> Silver, Dezazi. And then he's got a problem because who's going to play right back? Well, I think he has to start Gilchrist if that's if that's the case. And I don't think he'll do a bad job at all. I wouldn't have a problem with that. So <clears throat> that's the back four. Now, Gallagher comes back for me because I think, you know, playing Middlesbrough at home and then playing Villa at home, uh, you know, Villa at home is an entirely different proposition. And they are a good size and they're good all over the pitch and they're strong in the midfield. You need three midfielders, period. So you've got Fernando, Caicedo and Gallagher back as a three. But actually what I'm going to do, which is the clever bit, I'm going to play uh, four diamond four, two. Uh, because I actually think that you've got to use Palmer as the mm. number 10. I think that is his best place. And so in order to do that and have you know your midfielders in the way that I want, you've got to have him playing at the tip of that diamond. That means you can't have any wingers. Well, you could argue we don't have any fucking good wingers. I mean, Mudrick was pony. He doesn't deserve to start. Madueke's okay. Um so I would actually say, you know, I mean, of course, a lot of this depended on Chilwell being in, 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 in the left back. So I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking this is probably not going to happen at all. But if you did have Chilwell and Azazi, you, you would get width from them, I think. But uh, I would actually have Brozier as the number nine and playing Sterling off him. I've said on the left here, I, actually, I'd, I'd have Sterling playing off him on the right. Um, but I think, you know, with that lineup, you should have enough players to, to squeak you a goal. Because I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tight match. But I think against Villa, you need to be solid. And I don't think playing two midfielders is going to be solid enough. Um, and I just don't see how you can accommodate Gallagher and Palmer in the same team at the moment without sacrificing somebody. So for me, it's sacrificing the wingers, which you might find a bit insane. But that's what I'm going with, JK. Um just going off the, the subject slightly, if Broya is possibly going to be sold, is available for transfer, who on earth is he replaced by if he's happy with the squad? Is it just you then have to have Kunku as the sole striker? Um, or is he? I'm just intrigued. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he's going to carry on playing him just because he's a kind of uh, focal point for the attack. Um, but he's he's very sub substandard at the moment, Broya. Um, given what you've said, which I agree with completely, it seems ridiculous not to play Chilwell, except that his body might give in, because um, surely they will find Colwell out if he plays left back again. Um, so uh, uh, who do you think was going to come in? Did you say Paddy Ashiel or just play Gilchrist well, right back? I mean... I you you could bring Badia Shiel and I'm not sure if he, I'm not entirely sure if he's actually fit yet. Um, he was on, he was on the subs bench. Was he? Oh, okay, so he's fit. Yeah, yeah I mean he might move Colwell across, bring uh, Badia Shiel in. I mean, there's also a question Daryl's mentioned this on on Mixler. You know, can you see Silver starting 
another game after a couple of days rest and with Liverpool coming up in the week? That's a good question too. I mean, you you know, it's, it, I, we still this is the problem. We are still suffering from too many injuries to be able to put out the team that you would want to put out. I mean, obviously we know James is not fit, but Gusto's not fit yet. You see, he would naturally be the right back and then you don't have as much of a problem, although you still don't have a left back. So we don't have left backs and we don't have enough right backs at the moment. And I mean, I, I, as I, well, I mean, okay, you say Badia Shield's fit. He hasn't played for a few weeks, but you know that therein lies the problem that we have at the moment. And and this, and, and I think we we forget this at our peril. This is not easy. Um, I mean, oddly, you know, we have a surplus of wingers, but they're not any fucking good. So you know, I mean, that's why I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, you could sit here and say, well, will Villa play with a high line? I mean, from what Justin was saying, it doesn't sound like it. Because you would think, okay, we can hit them on the counter. But actually, that's not going to happen. They sit deep and they hit us on the counter. So I think we need to be very solid defensively and in, and in midfield. You know, I really, really do. First of all, he was saying that they do press a lot, didn't he? He did say that. So is that a press within the, the half in the way that Borough did it? So you just press you press the uh, the attackers as they come forward yeah. if you're sitting. Yeah. Rather than, uh, well, that's, rather... And that makes sense. Because if, if we're attacking, we'll have bodies forward. We will leave gaps. And they win the ball in their half. Peg a ball to Ollie Watkins. Thank you. Good night. Yes. Yes, it's clever. But I, I, I agree completely. I can't see Fernandes, Casido, and Gallagher. Um, I can't see him dropping Gallagher as he did during the week because um, you'll need the three of them. Um, um, but I still think Power will be right wing. I just think it's a question of him moving around yeah. accordingly. Um, but yeah, he, I think Sterling's done enough to to carry on in that position, and he's he's. He's streets ahead of uh, Mudrik and um, Badweke, mm. even if uh, Badweke is, I think, the person you would choose ahead of of uh, Mudrik at the moment. But yeah, Chich, I, I think you've you've covered all the areas, actually, there. Um, it would be great to have Chilwell playing because then uh, we wouldn't have Colwell at, Colwell at fullback. I just fear that Colwell at fullback then attracts um, all, all the attacks down that wing. You know? Yeah, they do so, target him, don't they? Those that know what they're doing. Uh, they yeah. do target him. If he's as forensic as Justin says he is, uh, Emery, then um, they'll have worked that out. So, uh, um, but yeah, I think that's. I think. I mean, who else is there to come in? There isn't anybody else. You, you say Gilchrist can have a go. Um, uh, it, it's Mudrik and Mudweke. Uh, no midfield. So. Um, oh, you got Chukwemega. Oh yes, of course, but I don't think he's the the finished article at the moment. Mm. Um, I think he'll be on the subs bench. Uh, yeah, I think I think I agree with you, Chidge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. What do you reckon, Tone? Uh, yeah, I can't see anything there that I would pick a hole in. I, I think um, you've got to have those four in midfield. You've got to have Gallagher, Casido. They're, they're almost like our starting Palmer. And I love the idea of putting Palmer as that number 10, as that sort of sneaky little bastard behind Sterling and Breuer. Breuer, we haven't got any choice there unless Nkunku is, and it, and it's all a bit of a bluff, but I don't think it is. Um, I think there are players, and I'm, he may not, well, actually, I think he will start Chilwell, even if Chilwell's not up for 90 minutes. I think I'd rather have him on for the first 60 or 70 than coming on for the last 20 when you're chasing something, yeah? I mean, if you've got, you know, if, you, if you've got your lead, I think it's Poch, does appear to have picked up on some important game management stuff of late, you know, even if it's been a bit hairy at times. Uh, this is less about poor game management and, and more about inexperience from the players. 
it, it's been quite nice to see that when we beat Fulham and and uh, and, and the recent games or whatever that we've we've been quite happy to take the ball down into the corner for the last two or three minutes. Um, and, and or, do or hoof we, it up, mate, as well. Or hoof it up and yeah. stick it in Rose Ed. And that's hoof it quite straight nice up in the see. air as well. Straight up in the yeah. air as well. Yeah, so I think, I think it, 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 that's... But I, I, people who go, well, you know, you can't see, you can't game manage it out. It's, well, you know, the players are the ones that have to manage it out on the pitch by not losing their heads. And inexperience will be a factor in that. And I, I just think they're picking up every... You know, I'm, although it's nice to think we've... You know that, that we've reached a turning point. Yeah, I still think there will be bumps in the road as this lot uh, try to gel. As other players come back in, Potts will have the allegedly nice problem of of selection as more players become fit. Um, but you know, I I I think that would be my start inside as well. The only difference I might have made is if Gusto had been fit, I might have put him where Dizarzi is and. Uh, potentially rested silver. I don't know, but um, uh, no, I think that you'd go with that because you know Palmer. Because basically, Palmer's not going to sit there. He's going to be out on the left, right. He's going to be back. He's going to be doing, but he can conjure up something. Um, you know, and and who knows? Maybe a Sterling Breuer uh, partnership will 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 puff out of midair tomorrow. Big we'll, man, we'll, little man. Yeah, old you know. school. Absolutely old school, yes, mate. So yeah. I think, yeah, I'd go with that as well. I think that would have been very, very close to my own selection. And looking at that, I, I really like that diamond in in the middle. I, I love that. In fact, yeah, I'm amazed he's not thought about that because you know, arguably, those four are our four most consistent yeah. and best players at the moment. Yeah, and you can see with Casido that he's got that. He's got that macaulayness. Is that such a word, J.K.? Please look it up for me. Yes, it, got, it exists. It, it exists. is. It exists. He's got that macaulayness about him. He does now. Yes. Yes. That he can ruin <laughs> games um, <laughs> just by blocking, and it's not great particularly to watch, but it just breaks up the play. Um, and, and considering what he must potentially be going through in his head with everything that's going on in his home country. That's quite a testament to see how he's been playing the last few weeks. Yeah, that's a very, very good point, Tony. Well made. Um, JK, uh, you know, the one, the one thing that was superb about uh, Tuesday, albeit against Middlesbrough, who were shite, we were really clinical. The first time, I think, this season, that I've, or even longer than that, that I've seen us that clinical, you know, I mean, I, I should get the the stats up because I, I normally put them in the bloody notes, but I clear a bit. You know, my head's all over the place at the moment, so I clean forgot, for which I apologise. But if if you look at the stats from uh, Tuesday, it will tell us that we. Oh, actually, yeah, there we go. We had six shots on goal, and we scored six goals. <laughs> so that's a hundred percent, mate, isn't it? So it's very very rare that you see that with Chelsea. Uh, certainly this season and beyond that. So, you know, can we be as clinical tomorrow night as we were on Tuesday night? Because I think, A, we're not going to get many chances against a very well-organised Villa side, and B, Villa don't concede many either. So no. I think that's the key, really. If we can, if we can, you know, be better than them in defence and midfield or as good as them in defence and midfield, I think the game might, a bit like it was back in September... Ollie Watkins put his effort away and we couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. Yeah. I think we've been scoring a lot. We've been creating 
more chances than than you can shake a a, a stick at. Yes. But, um, uh, but as you say, it, it's been the putting the ball, ball in the net, which has been risible, which has been ridiculous. So, um, uh, yeah, if suddenly they they relax into it, or I think it's so much to do with getting the ball in, into the penalty area quicker. I keep mm. going on about this, but um, it, it's the it's the it's the way that you know we get into. It. I mean, having said that, a number of times we've been in front of goal and the, it's been missed. Um, but uh, what is it? What is it that suddenly turns a team into um, achievers uh, who've, who've been failing miserably? Is there a moment? Is it luck? Does it? Is there a group consciousness? I mean, who knows? Perhaps it fueled by the week, they might suddenly start hitting the target more. I thought you were going to say fueled by Guinness then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I that's the answer. Maybe we should just yeah. get them all pissed on Guinness before they kick off. <laughs> Isn't it a laxative, though? Won't they all be shitting themselves? Uh, well, it might be wind-assisted. Yes, exactly that. Blowing the ball into the net. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm sorry not to be able to, to say definitely for definite, yeah, we're going to do this because we, we're suddenly we're hitting the target more. But, you know, we they may find a way of preventing us from from playing it i mean i don't think i i i i get the impression that for some of these these guys this is all you know really new playing um these cup playing competitions football. In, yeah playing football playing in oh, England. that's just mudridge isn't it yeah hey hey you've turned to guinea no my i mummy. haven't really i haven't really. i i, re- uh, I re- honestly i i would love to see him we all do we all know, love we love and we yeah. know i agree i agree i think he could be a fantastic fucking player for us if if only he mm. understood how to play football yeah yeah it's it's the the lack of understanding that makes me makes me fearful of uh, of progress with him. I think maybe um, maybe he might be one of these players that uh, I mean, if we were managing the club, what we would would say to Mudrick, we wouldn't bother about tactics or being in the right position. We'd just say, when you see the ball coming over your head, run like fuck and do what you want. Yeah, don't think about it. Just yeah. try and probably, score a goal. Oh, probably yes. what Nicky from the um, yeah from Top Gun two. Don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. Exactly. Yes. Can you do that Would in a Pochettino that? voice, JK? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, you, know, you, you can always ask. Bloody you know. Killjoy, yeah. yeah. It's a killjoy, isn't he? Um, shall I tell you some statistics that will cheer you up? Oh, 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 yes. Right. We have won 40 of our last 47 FA Cup matches played at Stamford Bridge. Uh, uh, yes. And, right. a, and that run includes eight straight victories ahead of this latest fixture. And uh, we've scored 24 goals along the way. Uh, Villa, Villa, on the other hand, uh, are in the fourth round for the first time since 2016, as we were saying to uh, to mm. Justin earlier earlier on. Um, now, uh, if they win tomorrow, they will end a seven-game sequence of FA Cup away defeats against fellow Premier League opponents. That's a bit pony, isn't it? Uh, but... If they win tomorrow, uh, that will be three straight wins at Stamford Bridge for the first time since 1960. So, you know, that says a lot as well. Ollie Watkins, of course, has scored twice in his last two visits to Stamford Bridge. So he's, you know, on a, on a mission to get a third. And Chelsea have, uh, have... I don't understand this stat at all. I don't know. I think this. I think this. This is. They call it a hot stat. I'd call it a fucking pointless stat. But anyway, <laughs> they said Chelsea have just a 50% win rate in 90 minutes of play of competitive action against Premier League clubs this season. 
So I think what they're trying to tell, tell us is they've won half their games in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of the uh, it's an Americanization of <laughs> of you've won half your games. It's just wank, up there with, it? when they when that when that, um, <laughs> uh, when that Musk rocket bloody exploded, would they call it a rapid unscheduled disassembly? <laughs> you no, know, they didn't say exploded or blew no. up. They went. We've just experienced a rapid, uh, rapid, unexpected disassembly or something, unscheduled disassembly. I love it. Well, as, as Andy Jacobs says on their, on their talk sport show, what a waste of ink. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really <laughs> is, isn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, look, you know, they're a decent side. There's there's no doubt about that. And it's going to be a, a, a tough match for them. I mean, I think Watkins is, is the key again because, yeah. you know, if, if, they don't, if they don't stay solid, if we go leaping upfield and leave gaps, he is the man to... Uh, to exploit it, which kind of worries me a bit. So is Bailey. And Bailey, who is going to play on the right, and if Cole was on the left. yeah. Watkins also on our list at one point to try and get. The, is he? Yeah, at some point, someone said, I can't remember if it might have been, uh, it might have been under Frank the first time, I think, Maybe. or something. Yeah. His name is also on the list. The list. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Right, you lot. How do you see it going, Tone? Uh, replay. Replay. Yeah, 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Okay, interesting. JK. Replay. 2-2. Two, two. Replay. 2-2. Two, two. Well, I'm, I am I hadn't even thought about the. I thought it was going straight to penalties. I didn't think we had replay. No, that's, that's the, the Carabao Cup that's done it? that, isn't it? Right. So, yeah, so there's no replays in that. There is, I think, I don't know, if something's coming to mind, and I'm sure Mark and me and will go into the thing, but this is the last season of replays, I think, in the FA Cup, I think. I think it's been certainly been touted that they they will do the same as they've done with the Carabao Cup, which is I I, I get it with the you know the additional loads on players internationals and uh, not in our case European football and this sort of stuff, but um, with a Club World Cup is it next year that it comes in? It's going to be thirty two teams for that. Um, that that there's potentially, but you're, I I just think you're sacrificing something about the FA Cup um, with with the loss of the replay. It, I, I do. I think uh, you, know, you know. Let's face it. You know, our, our arguably greatest ever, uh, almost iconic FA Cup victory was on a replay at Old Trafford in nineteen seventy, and iconic and special because it, you know, it it gave you the chance to meet me, and uh, and have me on your show. What was what was what was what was the reason for that? Uh, Nineteen seventy FA Cup for the replay. I don't understand why that's the reason. How, do, how does that? I don't. I don't understand that. How does that make? That's why replays have got a special place in my heart. Yeah, but I don't understand why that means really? you're. Oh, because it mean, means you're a Chelsea supporter, and if you yes, weren't a Chelsea supporter, of, I would. Yes, yes because okay. of that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah. I understand. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, now yeah. I understand. You, you have to look at like Dirk said. You have to look at the general interconnectedness of everything. Absolutely, the butterfly effect. Exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. So anyway, JK's going one two two replay. Tony's going one one replay. I'm going to be more optimistic because I am that kind of a chap. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to be a tight win. So I, I think either one nil or two one. That's my prediction, and I'm sticking with it because it's mine. So there we go. <laughs> we'll see in a minute. Now uh, the last thing on the uh, the preview show, as always, is the imagine uh, a beautifully produced and mixed sting where J.K. says they played for both. And then that's kind of what we've got. Isn't that right, J.K.? Ooh. Yes, it is exactly what I should have done for you. Yes, but it's all right. I'm, I still haven't uh, hooked you up with YouTube yet. And that's, you've only been asking me for about two years. So 
You've got yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of credit in the bank, mate. I have, thank you. I could do it now if you like, very quickly. Go on then. Be played for both. Marvelous. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, and I don't. Right. Okay. It is they played for both. Uh, so this is a lovely little game which you can all play at home. I hope you've got your fingers on the buzzers or whatever you've got your fingers on. We don't really wish to know. Um, thirty-three players. Have, yes, hell. thirty-three players have represented both Chelsea and the Villa during their careers. In approximate chronological order, they are go. Chico Hamilton. Oh, Jonathan. He's been doing some homework. Haven't I haven't, I just knew that. Okay, I believe you. Chico Hamilton Andy, is correct. Andy Townsend. Big uh, nose, yeah, definitely. I'm having a complete mental block out here. There's loads you should get, by the way. Loads. In fact, precisely one, two, three, four, oh, you five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, Lord. twenty, twenty-one. I reckon you should. You know, twenty-one of these players. The others are like pre-war, not a clue. Our guest next on February the second. Well, if you mean Kenny Swain, I do. You would be correct. Yeah, Kenny Swain, who played in the cup final for them, and who you can see, by the way, quick plug. Live at the Troubadour with me and JK, Sunday the 4th of February, after the uh, the Wolves game. So we'll kick off about half four. So doors are open at the Troubadour Club at four. Get yourself down there. Q&A, Jock Finiston and Kenny Swain. Do not miss it. Tickets are 20 quid. Ticketweb.uk. Hurry up. John Terry. Very good. Very because good. Because he, he... Didn't he... Didn't he get... Last didn't he season. Go there as a kind of player coach or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the oh, I, 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 I'm going to get the name wrong. Yeah. Right. But I, it's not Carlton Palmer. But he played for us. <laughs> That's fucking shit. That is, isn't it? Well, I'll give you half Cole. a point for Cole. Yeah, Carlton Cole. Carlton well Cole. Carlton Cole. That was him. Bloody hell, he was going to be. He was the great hope we had. Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Cole? Yeah. Very good. I've forgotten all about that. Did he go there after at Liverpool? Yeah. The young lad who played for us in the cup final. Um, or did he go to Southampton? He was like... Di Matteo picked him. Oh. oh, oh! Did he make his uh, debut in the Champions League final? Something like that, wasn't it? He, he was, he was Bertrand. a name out of nowhere, but we were so crippled with injuries. Bertrand. Hey, that's him, Brian, Ryan, Ryan Bertrand. Yeah, there's another Bertrand as well, but that's his first name. Oh, Bertrand Traore. Yes, he's still playing for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I remember he scored for Villa when when. And Werner was supposed to be marking him, and Werner just wandered in the opposite direction. As he did. And he just ran into the box and scored. I remember going, Werner, look, hey, Werner. Um, oh, dear. Did John Dunn play for Villa as well as Chelsea? He did. Bloody hell. Who's that? Goalkeeper. Very good. Very good. 63 goalkeeper. Where did I get that from? Bloody hell. 
I had this image of him, him and Jim Cumes, I think. Not he played for someone else, he played for there, but he was a cricketer. So I was discussing cricketer. We talked about that during the week, didn't we? Cricketer Jim Coombs. Didn't he play for Sunderland? No, I don't think so. He played for Warwickshire. Yeah. Um I can't remember who he played for. Oh, but yeah. he wasn't the lad who played for Leeds and uh didn't he play for Leeds? Tony Cascarino yes, was he one? Yes. I was going to give you that was that's my best clue. I was going to go. I was going to do. We don't need another hero. <laughs> what was the song they used to sing? That the Irish used to sing. Who put the ball in the English net? Tony, Tony Cascarino. <laughs> Who put the ball in the egg? <laughs> when I was living, I was living in Tooting, and, and um, um, the, the the guy on the corner where I live was a, a, an Irish builder, and uh, um, they'd been to the game and they came back. And they stayed up until five o'clock in the morning singing that song. And uh, um, I, I didn't have the heart to say to them, look, actually, you're carrying on waking up the whole of the neighbourhood. But I remember as a consequence of hearing it so often, it's it stayed with me. Who put the ball in the English net? Yes, in that accent. Did we not have a goalkeeper from them or sell a goalkeeper today? Bosnich. Yeah. Bosnich. Very good. Bosnich is on the list. I was actually thinking of an older player. There was an older player too. Yeah, the, he was... 70s, um, 80s. Yeah. Uh, I see, he was Benetti's understudy, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah. Um, I want to say Paul Phillips. Paul John Phillips. Phillips. John Phillips. Phillips. John Phillips. I liked him. Yeah, very good. Are we Are we in clue territory yet? Yeah, I think you All are. Right. Only only because time is moving on. Um, yeah, yeah. Do us anyway, yeah. Uh, he was a really good player for us. Played for England. Uh and uh, and then fucked off to Villa because uh, a bit like another player we had thought he might win trophies there. Well, should... Andy Townsend, no, that I know, but this is a similar guy. Played for Leeds. Oh, um, oh, uh, Dorigo. That's the one. Dorigo. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. This guy could have been one of the greatest centre backs we've ever had, but. Oh, you know, I've just thought of another one, but I don't know whether he actually played for Villa. We got him from Villa, which is Carney Chuck Wameka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. We bought him from them, didn't we? We did. Uh, could have been our greatest ever centre back. Could have but... been. His his, uh, his nickname was Jamaica. Fucking face as well now. Um, Dean uh, Dean Saunders ruined his career. Elliot, oh, was it Paul Elliot? It was indeed. This guy was a bit of a stroller. Yeah, I thought he was from Luton. I thought we bought Paul Elliot from Luton. Nope. He was from Villa, was it? Yep. Oh, well. uh, this guy was a bit of a stroller. Oh, what George Graham played yeah. for? Yeah. No. This guy. What about the ginger bloke? That after yeah. Arsenal. Well, hang on. Well, 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 yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. After, 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 after. Yeah. Uh, the ginger bloke. Yeah. Uh, and he's a pundit now. Yeah. Um, and he was our number nine. Yeah, he was. Uh, wasn't he Steve Sidwell? Was yeah. it Steve Sidwell? I saw him the only time he, uh, he was a bit unlucky, I always thought. But he hit the bar with a shot that nearly smashed the fucking bar into. It was so hard. Right in front of me at Stamford Bridge, right in the Matthew Harding Lower, I was back then, I think. Lovely. But yeah, Steve said well. Um, um, right, the next one is uh, 
was also the lead singer in Spandau Ballet. Oh, Hadley. It would be... Um, well, was t- what was it? Um, Tony. Tony Hadley. Hately. Hately. Hey, Hately. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mark God. Hately. I should have remembered him. It's very, very bought him. Uh, this, one, this one is also in our... We don't want him in there, but he's in our Prem Predictions League. Is he? Yep. He's higher than he's higher than me and you and JK. But not Dan Silver. Um I haven't got time to go and look he, up. He that. played for us and was he cost he cost more in his transfer fee uh, than the number of goals he scored for us. Was it Sutton? It was Chris Sutton. Was it really? So I've got Blackburn down for him, isn't he? But okay, right, fine. this this bloke, right? This is an old school player, but the tr- the supporters trust uh, basically um, did a new uh, gravestone for him a few years back when I was chair. Oh, oh so he's dead then? He, well, I hope so. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> we, we, crowd, we crowdfunded under false pretenses. Um, and his first name was Jack. Jack Cork. No. Christ, Jack Cork's only about... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Not that You mean Jack Cock? Yeah, Jack Cock, sorry, yeah. This is Jack Whitley. Jack Whitley, well, okay, then. Now, this is a... Did, mis- did, did, can I just say, did Ron Tyndall play for Villa as well? No. Andy Crowther. Stan Crowther. Yes. Stan Crowther. And also, there's the name of a guy here who's my favourite all-time Chelsea player, who I have no idea about, but his name is just the best name ever. Uh, but moving swiftly along, um, I mean, he's won it all. Um, won it all? He's won it all. Was captain as well in his later years. Recent player, obviously, because he's won it all. Uh, oh, okay. Nathan gets bonus points for knowing who my favourite player was. <laughs> uh, Billy Braun, I've just seen that. Yeah, what a fucking name that is. I love it. Um, he's won it all. Recent player. Yeah. Part of a very uh, brilliant double act in defence. I had a, oh, Jimmy Floyd. Oh, no, no, no. Not in Jimmy Floyd Good Johnson. Not quite. No. Uh, Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill. Come oh, on. Oh, I love Gary Cahill. Right. We've got, a... we've got three uh, very recent players here. Right. Uh, so I've remembered one. I okay. Think. Go on. So I think uh, it's not. Um, I'm, I'm having trouble because I used to know what caused. Dementia, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, I'm going to go. Is something like Simon Sinclair? Oh, 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 Scott Sinclair. Scott Sinclair. That's a fucking bloke. Right back to the very. Re- and when I say recent, I'm talking in the last three or four seasons. These three have played Ooh. for us. One we liked, but he got sold. One was just a an awful story. Um. 
you know, he, he just got bombed out and, and, you know, got into all sorts of naughtiness and finally we managed to get rid of him. And the other one was mercurial and up and down uh, and a bit, you know, I don't really know how to describe him. He was very hit and miss. Uh, and he played against us earlier, uh, about three or four weeks ago, and scored against us. Oh, um... And was a scouser. Oh, uh, uh, Ross Bartley. Very good. The other one won the. Uh, I think well, he won the title, and I think we bought him because he won the title with a player that we loved a lot. Oh, Danny Twinkle. Yep. Yeah. Of course he did. And the other one was a youth product. Uh, and he was on loan there, and helped them get back up to. Uh, the Premier League, and then he came back to us. Was he a defender? No. Very much a striker, a rare breed. Striker? Yeah. Tammy Abraham. Of course he was there. Uh, They loved him. They loved him there. They loved him there. Yes, they did. And he was very, very good there. Uh, and I, I think he was pretty good for us too. Uh, I think he, and he was, would have been even better if he'd have been given a chance to stay. Yeah, got stay. rid of far too early, right? The rest of them, these are the ones you wouldn't wouldn't have a Scooby on. Uh, are Billy Braun, <clears throat> my favourite player, nineteen oh seven to eleven, ninety nine appearances, eleven goals, England international in nineteen oh four with two caps. J.K. got Stan Crowther, fifty eight to sixty, brilliant. John Dunn. Uh, I think uh, J.K. got him too. He was a goalkeeper between 63 and 66. Oh. Harold Hulse, uh, 1913 to 1921, 111 appearances, 24 goals. England international, 1909, one cap, two goals. Played in the FA Cup final with three teams, Man United, Aston Villa, and Karki Cup final with Chelsea in 1915, I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, Tommy Hughes, J.K.? Yes, goalkeeper. Yeah. 66 to 70. George Hunter, 1913-14. Mike Pinner, JK? I don't remember him. He was a goalkeeper in 62, made one appearance. Uh, Jack Whitley, we talked about. Uh, Miller Craddock, uh, double World War II guest, was forced to give up the game due to heart trouble. Sadly, died aged 33. Which is hell. Yeah, I, I, there's a few more on here that I don't think I got from... Uh, oh, we did. Let me just run down. Yeah, Alexis Nicholas... He was quite recent, wasn't he? Yes. And that would be it. So there you go. I thought you did pretty well. A lot of red ticks there. Lots of red ticks there. You got pretty much everybody that I expected you to get, although I did give you a few. Uh, And you got two I didn't expect you to get. So well done, JK. So there we go. You should feel very proud of yourselves for doing rather well. Yeah, the one name that came up there, John Phillips, and I always had fond memories of him. He, he didn't get that many cracks at it, really, but um, because the cat was there, yeah. yeah well, yeah, understandably, I, I guess, in that sense, but he was one of those players that I always thought did rather well when he was asked to. Um, but of course, when you're behind somebody like Benetti, I suppose, um, I'm just I've just looked him up, and sadly, he, he actually died in 2017. Yeah, he did, it was quite recent. Anyway, thanks to, uh, as always, the lovely Paul Carter and his website, stanford-bridge.com. And you can find Paul on Twitter at stanford underscore bridge. And uh, 
you know, also check out, he's very very involved with the Chelsea Heritage Group, which is chelseaheritagepartnership.com. Well worth a visit. Not least because Tim Rolls tends to write a brilliant uh, article before every game, uh, giving us the juice on a, on a fixture from the past. So, uh, yeah, that's always worth a read. And, of course, and they're, at, they're at CFC underscore Heritage. And, of course, uh, the wonderful uh, Nathan, who looks after the Chelsea Grave Society and who... Uh, religiously uh, provides me with information on players who are predominantly pre-war who I don't have a scooby about and it enriches this part of the show so thank you as always Nathan right uh, we will be back on Monday night my god we're doing a show on the right night who knew Uh, we'll be back on Monday night uh, with me JK and the lovely Marco Worrell uh and I've said at 8pm, I think I mean half past seven. Uh, and we'll be looking back, obviously, at the FA Cup match against the Villa and ahead to Wednesday night's match away to Liverpool. So pack week next week. Uh, there we go. Um, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Shiz, Jonathan and Jonathan Kidd and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Tony, lovely to see you, mate. Will I see you tomorrow night in the cock? No, uh, sadly you won't because um, I didn't even think about it really. I've, I've had quite so much going on lately and a lot of my time's been taken up with the, this walking football stuff that I do um I, I, but I will say that um I'm, I'm I've become more and more enamored by the the, the ladies game uh, the women's game I just I can't tell you how much I enjoyed Sunday not only for the fact that we had we were sat behind a goal and we, we were on telly as well there was a lovely shot of us on the telly the three of us uh, me Evie and and my son-in-law Mark but I've got to say it was quite, it's quite, well, when you watch Lauren James in full flow, it's spellbinding. Yeah. Talk about beautiful control at the feet. It, because Evie's, she's one of Evie's heroes, like, you know, um, and I just said to her, that's what you've got to look at. You've got to look at the, what they, she does, the little, the ball control between both feet and that. She's a phenomenal player. You know, Tony, awesome. Tony, she is the best footballer at the club, period. Yes. That's absolutely fantastic. But I just, I became enamoured with that. I, I didn't uh, get to the Fulham game. I am fully intent on being, of course, at the Wolves game. Um, in, You're going to come to the Troubadour afterwards? I might do. I've got to see how, how it's fixed with, with with friends. The problem I've got with, with Sundays, mate, is is it's big family Sunday dinner time with, you know, mum-in-law and kids and grandkids and, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I have to be... Uh, uh, I, you know, I have to tread a, a, a fine diplomatic line with that one, but you know, hey, there you go. But I think you know, I'm I, I'm due. Uh, uh, I was going to say a massive piss up, but I discovered the other week that um, after about six or seven pints of Guinness, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've rediscovered my taste in single malt whiskies. Oh. Oh, I. We need to investigate that, don't we? We do, mate. I yes. think we do. With a nice cigar. Absolutely. Well, you know, hopefully in June. Well, indeed. Well, I've discovered that uh, a particular variety of Ockentoshan won the gold medal for the best whiskey to have with a Cuban cigar. Did it really? Oh, that sounds absolutely fabulous, doesn't it? That it does. Yeah. I know. I drank half a bottle of it when I was doing one of my Tales of the Shed thing for the sleep out. <laughs> and I had a cigar. There we go. Yeah. Tony, yeah. great to see you as always, mate. Enjoy and your you, weekend. You. Uh, JK, uh, as always, delightful to see you. And uh, who are you, who's your guest tomorrow? Um, It's Johnny Gould. Who is no. A, uh, yeah. Do you know him? I know. He's famous, Johnny Gould. Say hello to, uh, to him from the fan cast. Well, I were a Villa supporter. I was on. Oh, that Johnny Gould. And not that other Johnny the Gould. One, the one who's got spectacles and he's... Uh, 
Yes. He's he's on the supporters' trust. He can be a bit mouthy when he when he hosts radio shows and stuff. I've I've been interviewed by him. He's, have you? I'll mention. He, he won't remember. He won't remember me. Not the other Johnny Gould, who there is another one. Who's a course. Chelsea fan? Who's a Chelsea fan? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I thought you meant. Uh, you know, he's uh, he interviewed me on um, uh, what would it be? Talksport TV, I think. Um, uh, no, Talk TV, I should say, about um, my dad's book last year. And uh, we talked about Villa. And uh, so I said, I've got a spare. Do you want to come along? And he's been um, very grateful. Does he, so, know, uh, do he know Does he know? he has to sit on his hands? Uh, I've advised him that might be the case, yeah. No colours. Exactly. Don't wear your shirt. I've said. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. He won't remember me from Adam, but I've definitely been interviewed by him in the past. I've suggested the guinea fowl plus boar okay. tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, JK, enjoy it. I know you will. Um, I look forward to your fan bite as ever tomorrow night sometime. And uh, you and I will reconvene on Monday night to talk all about it. We shall. We will indeed. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Right, you lot out there, thank you as always for listening. See you next Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.